0: Yeah, boy, it's July 7th, and it's episode, I think it's actually 113, I see 115 in here because I had 114 last week, I was scrambling not being here, guys, and this is the Fantasy Football Auctioneer, I'm your host, Uncle Buckets, the Fantasy Football Auctioneer is the official podcast of the thefantasyfootballauction.com, the internet's only website dedicated to fantasy football auctions. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash fantasy football auctioneer or follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at fantasy auction. You can also uh, see us at another Twitter handle. We are at FF auction advice. The mock draft season is starting to heat up, so follow us at FF auction advice to follow the network of uh, other auction aficionados. aficionados. Is that how you put it last week, Sam? <laughs>
1: something like that yeah. Yeah, yeah big
0: fancy words while I was gone and so he just puts buffs on for me other auction buffs and talk strategy or uh, set up mock drafts with real people uh, not just robots so you can see what they're actually doing some real proud he's got 50 followers of the uh, ff auction of 54 now so it's good stuff it's guys who are just following auctions so actually great place you say hey I'm going to go on and do a do a mock and uh, drop the link to it. You probably can find some guys. Blister, have you been using it for that? No, nope, I can't even get on that. <laughs> <Nope. laughs> I can't even get on that. You can't get well, on I mean, Twitter?
2: I'm on Twitter, like, but oh, I, only, okay. I only look at my own. Page. <laughs> what am I I don't even have to log into that one. No, you don't have, have to log to into it. it.
0: Just oh, tweet, tweet at it. it. Yeah, and yes, then you'll know, retweet it, and then all the guys who follow it will see it.
2: Oh well, I don't have any questions. They're supposed to ask me the questions. No, you're supposed
0: to say, "Hey, I'm doing a mock draft at 8:30. Who wants in?" So that you actually oh, have. That's what you're talking. Yeah. About. Jesus oh,
2: Christ! You have some kind of buzzer, so pay attention. I wasn't thinking you're going to ask me anything for a while. So well, I, I wasn't
0: know. supposed to. I so I figured that's why I was going on on the script here. Sorry. Anyways. Well,
2: I was checking <laughs> baseball scores on my phone. Jesus <laughs>
0: Uh, my intro will fit in nicely, so. Oh,
2: he's getting smashed.
0: <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, we got a great show for you tonight. Today we're going to take a look at a few news items, uh, most notably Antonio Gates, and then uh, we're really going to break down the Scott Fish Bowl. It started yesterday at noon, uh, so the three of us are in it, and our fan, at Derek Myers, or D. Myers, I think is on there, but uh, Derek's on there, and he's in our pool, or in my pool. So. Uh, we'll talk about that today, too. But, of course, our experts, they're always here. Slim, I did really appreciate the uh, super terrific uh, happy hour, by the way. <laughs> I wow. really enjoyed that. It was good. I dropped the sound bite in case you didn't listen back. Anyways. Did. You did? Good. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. He's going to have a hard time paying attention tonight, as we just uh, noticed, uh, because of his ADHD and him looking at 25 different sites for his next fishbowl pick. What is there? Blister, yeah. just kidding. Um, he's also like he said, talking about his uh, daily baseball. He's got golf. He's probably worried about Rory in the ankle. Um, I like how some of them are saying football injury, but it's really a soccer injury. Blister, how you doing tonight?
2: Yeah, yeah, very busy. You're right. Uh, Rory, actually, I was thinking about that. I was in that one big golf pool where you had to submit all your four people for each of the majors and Rory was I held off from the Masters and obviously the US Open he was my man for the British Open so man. thanks to Rory for nothing he just <laughs> ruined my hopes and dreams of winning that pool I was doing so well in it too I had space I didn't have you can only pick a guy once, so I couldn't have him again for the U.S. Open. But I had Dustin Johnson who should have won that. Yeah. So, and then Rory was supposed to win the next one for me, and he oh I can't believe that he went and did that. What a tool. So yeah, busy though, man. Yeah, very busy. And, and you know what? I, I didn't off.
0: I didn't didn't read the end of the intro that you added on to, and I just uh, now I'm reading it finally. Staying in your big deck, I wasn't sure what you were referring to there at first, so that I saw it was deck, So.
2: It you know, it's a big deck. Yeah, I work around the it. big deck. Oh, big deck, big deck. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, that's Somebody, good. Uh, One of our cohorts, uh, co-workers sent uh, me the clip, uh, Jack Fox, Rosie, and Drew Carey, and the boys uh, talking about their big deck, and uh, I, was <laughs> that I was doing that. So.
0: Oh, there you <laughs> <know>. That's good. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
0: All right, so, and yeah. he's a way better podcast host than I am, uh, Slim. Great job last week. It was... Uh, Awesome! Listening to the show as a fan last week, like I didn't, I didn't know what it was going to say. I added a couple of sound bites, and then driving to the Dells last week, I got to listen to it, and I thought to myself, "Holy crap! Why doesn't everybody does auctions listen to this podcast? It's unbelievable." Then I realized it's because I wasn't on there, probably. So, so great job last week.
1: Oh, thanks! You're you're too modest. You do a hell of a <laughs> job. Come on now.
0: Well, you know what? It was really good. Like listening to it as a fan. Like you guys had like obviously, I mean, great content and but the just the fact that like I was listening to about four or five pods during that road trip and uh, this it was just all auction and I, I it it just was really good because you you hope you listen to all the other podcasts and you oh I hope I get a little something out of that yeah. you know and this yeah. one was like well, no I got a lot out of it because it's auction and so I thought you guys did a great job last night so so or last week sorry for me away but uh, good job boys.
1: YouTube oh, listener, thanks. So, mm-hmm.
2: Slim did well. He's got a good uh, radio voice. Much more. He soft. does. I listened to it today while well, I'm a big deck, actually. So. Easy. <laughs>
0: wow, he, does, he must have a really good voice, then, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just work on that. Yeah. I never really thought about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's got a really good voice I always singing my deck, that's pretty good alright, so I wish I had sound bites to do it, as you can see well I, actually as all six of you who actually watch the YouTube video can see um, I'm off at uh, school this week, I'm uh, recording out of a dorm room, my roommates are uh, across the hall probably wondering um, what's going on and if you hear any banging and thumping it's uh, probably a Vikings fan uh, Minnow over there uh, uh, cursing about something, so no comment from him. Okay, Well us keep going. He did grunt, though, I think. I think I heard him grunt. Anyways, guys, let's get this thing going. You if you guys, guys are... You guys
1: are oh, what's that? You guys are sharing a room? You're
0: sharing no, no, a room? Townhouse, townhouse. He's across the hall in a different oh. room. It's a, oh, I'm not staying my deck or anything.
1: That's good.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Sorry. <laughs> Listening to Slim's voice. Uh, <laughs> it's good. I might call this episode Staining My Deck... Um, <laughs> this might be good. Anyways, uh, <laughs> if you guys are ready, then I'm ready. Let's cock the hammer. It's time for action. All right, so like I said, we're going to talk a little bit of news, guys, and uh, then we're going to get into the Scott Fishbowl. So the first bit of news, and probably, uh, I guess, most important, one of the more important ones for fantasy is uh, the uh, Antonio Gates suspension for performance-enhancing drugs. So... This is uh, probably the biggest story since we saw it, uh, since we potted last week, so it's been a few days, but Gates will will miss games against the Lions, the Bengals, the Vikings, and the Browns. He'll be eligible to return to the active roster on October 5th, um, and that's for the week 5 matchup against the Steelers. So, uh, performance enhancing drugs, uh, Gates blamed his positive test on uh, Sunday. Supplements and holistic medicines. bulletproof coffee. I'm not sure what he was doing over there, but uh, Mr We're going to go to you first uh, buy or sell that Ladarius Green is in the discussion as a sleeper tight end one this year
2: Well, I'm going to sell that for the time being. Uh, I think a lot is to be determined yet Who's going to make up for uh, Gates's absence and I think that has to be determined through training camp and maybe some uh, preseason games because Ladarius Green hasn't had the big role that everyone's hoped for him to have yet in that offense. Last year he caught 19 of 25 targets for just over 225 yards, 226 yards I think it was. Um, and I think like right now off the top of my head, guys, that might um, – have a bit more of an uptick in their value. Danny Woodhead might might be a good guy to look at for some of these third down targets. Uh, Stevie Johnston. So uh, again, like I think uh, out of the out of the whole group there, I really think Woodhead's a nice sleeper out of that pack. And um, I think he's got a guy you should target later in your draft or in your auction for. Cheap money. I mean, he he was uh he's a hell of a PPR back, so he's gonna have value right there. Um, but a guy like Stevie Johnson probably not even getting drafted in a lot of leagues right now. He might have more value. It would be really nice. I mean, this is Ladarius Green's opportunity to shine. He's got yeah. a four-game chance to show him show his team what he can do. I mean, Gates isn't gonna get any younger. He can't be there forever. So they got to start looking at a replacement for him. And this is his opportunity. I mean, 19 catches on 25 targets, pretty efficient um he's a big uh, athletic body uh, i just think it's too early at this point early july to to sell him as a potential tight end one i think we have to wait and see how things unfold and then, i mean after four games gates comes back i'm i'm not i'm pretty sure they're going to get him right back into the lineup so does he have enough time to push gates out the door probably not um so it's hard to say, hard, hard to imagine him sneaking into the tight end one uh, uh, picture as long as Gates is still around.
0: All right, and you're right, Buster, it's totally his opportunity. I mean we saw flashes that he was going to be the guy a couple of years ago and then he was a big name coming into last year and that there's a reason why he hasn't taken over that position. Um, there's got to be something there for why I mean why wouldn't they if he was good, why couldn't they do two tight end sets with him? You know, if he was sure. supposed to be all that he was supposed to be, so I think I don't know. There's something exactly. something yeah, going I mean, on there, right?
2: The, yeah, exactly. I mean, they like to throw the ball. Everybody likes to toss the ball, so you'd think that he would have had. Somebody who didn't have a touchdown last year, even so. You think that, and Gates had uh, double-digit touchdowns last year, so. I mean, if he can find the end zone, that would be a big start. That would help him quite a bit. But, you know, they even, like last year, it's been kind of frustrating to see how they've used running backs. But Danny Woodhead's not a very big back, obviously. But he was even getting goal line carries, which is kind of odd, you know. But he'd yeah. sneak in there. I guess he's a little and he couldn't find them or whatever. But they, they do odd things with the running backs. But I think for sure he'll be a guy that he. Uh, Rivers looks to dump the ball off to Ladarius Green. Yeah, it'd be nice. Everyone, everyone wants to see him make that next step. Everyone wants to see, I guess, the tight end they expected him to be for two or three years now. So, time will tell.
0: Um, Slim, what do you like? Does this hurt Philip Rivers? I know he's maybe been a bit of a sleeper QB heading um, into July here.
1: No, I don't think so. Um, maybe I'm in the camp. Uh, I mean, I look at Ladarius Green and I see 19 catches on 25 targets, and I think that's pretty efficient. I, I you're right. He's got to do something with this opportunity, though. Otherwise, I don't think he's got a a, a job in San Diego in the future. But yeah. um, I think he's definitely serviceable enough that it doesn't hurt Philip Rivers. Is uh, um, you know his his efficiency at all so you know unlike blister said he's still got Woodhead he's got Stevie Johnson there too there's, there's other receiving options in town as well that can help if green doesn't you know uh, live up to this right. fill these shoes completely so I, I don't I'm not worried about rivers really at all
0: okay. All right, well, let's move on to uh, the second news item. Uh, this one's entitled Mariota is, quote, unbelievably accurate. So according to Sean Jefferson, who's the wide receivers coach with the um, uh, with the team, they uh, – sorry, I'm looking through my notes again. He uh, noted that he that Mariota is deadly accurate in practices. Number one, he says, is his accuracy. Um, number two, he's come in and grasped the offense. And number three uh, – is the, guy, is the way the guys respond to him and that he's able to go in the huddle and take control. Uh, and I quote, I'm just giddy about his future going forward, which is a terrible quote I may add. Uh, giddy? Really? You're a football coach. Um, anyways, uh, Slim, buy or sell. Mariota can be targeted as a uh, quarterback streaming option this season in standard leagues.
1: No, I, I, I sell it. I'm sorry, I was... Not looking at the script here for a sec, but Sorry. I, I mean, I, I, sell him as a streaming option right now. Um, this is all great to hear, and yeah, I don't think anyone necessarily thought he wasn't an accurate quarterback. Uh, he, he didn't throw many picks in college. He's gonna come in and throwing, a, not against live defenses. He looks, I'm sure he looks great. Um, but let's see what happens once the bullets start flying. And, you know, Ken was not even hinted at it and said, you know, when he starts getting a few blitzers and some pass rush, we'll see. Things can change. But, um, I mean, we saw him succeed in a very specific style in college. Right. I'm not – I don't know to what extent Tennessee is going to incorporate that same style of offense. Uh, you know, rumors were when he was drafted – uh, that wasn't Wisenhunt's thing, and Wizenhunt maybe wasn't uh, planning on on changing his offense very much to accommodate Mariota. So we'll see. It sounds like they're coming around a little bit, and it's smart. I I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, but again, I I'm not big on relying on rookie quarterbacks. Um, plus, I don't think that that around him. You know, the offensive line's still a big question mark. We don't know about their running game. Uh, the receivers are suspect. Um, there's just not tons to be excited about there, other than maybe Delaney Walker at this moment. Yeah. So um, you got to take it with a grain of salt. I mean, if you wanted to take him as your third quarterback and maybe stream him, I, I guess that's that's okay. You're going to get him for a buck, uh, or maybe you can pick him up off the waiver wire. Yeah. Um, I can't see him being drafted in that many leagues, especially in just standard 12-team leagues starting one quarterback. You could probably wait and see how it goes uh, you know, at the end of training camp or even in the first couple weeks, and then maybe pick him up off waivers if you're that desperate.
0: So just to be clear and to summarize, you're not giddy about streaming him this year? No. no okay. I'm not. I'm not like <laughs> you're not that. giddy in period? You're just not no, giddy? I'm,
1: I haven't been giddy probably since <laughs> 1997.
0: Oh wow, 97. That's pretty specific. Were you staining a big deck at that time, or <laughs>
1: it's probably Christmas or something?
0: <laughs> Anyways, uh, third third item. Blister coming to you on um, Victor Cruz uh, says I uh, won't start the Giants camp on the pup list. So the Giants wide receiver uh, doesn't see himself easing into tra- doesn't see himself easing into training camp despite his recovery from a grueling patellar tendon tear. So he says his plan is to be ready for camp. And he says he feels good. That's what Cruz told uh, SiriusXM. Um, and I don't think that the pup list is going to be an option for me. So, Blister, buy or sell that Cruz can, be back into, can get back into the wide receiver 2 discussion by the time your draft rolls around.
2: Well, I will buy that he can get into the discussion. I will sell that he will be able to fulfill that role as a wide receiver, too, or okay. especially a high-end wide receiver, too. Here, you know, I looked at his numbers, and obviously, A, the injury concerns are pretty big. I mean, that was a pretty bad injury last year. He only made six games. So I think uh, when Victor Cruz burst on the scene in 2011, uh, Hakeem Nix was the number one receiver in New York, and... Uh, not after the season ended up obviously Victor Cruz finished as a third ranked receiver that year uh, 82 receptions, 1,536 yards and 9 touchdowns, so that was his best year and every year since then has kind of regressed now Nix played with him not last year but the other three years I think it's safe to say that he surpassed Nix as the eventual number one, but on the depth charts maybe stubbornness from Coughlin or whatever, I mean you could probably find Nix always started out as the number one uh, Talent wise, Victor Cruz blew past him in 2012. Like I said, he had 86 grabs, more grabs, but less yards, 1,092 and one more touchdown for 10. And then in 2013, he only played 13 games, down to 73, 998, and 4. And then last year, 23 grabs, 337, and 1. But that was with the injury. Now, what I think potentially is good for Victor Cruz is Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham yeah. is by far the superior talent. So he's in to get his attention the most attention sorry. So it could almost regress back to when Victor was the number two to Hakeem. Victor maybe found some more open space. Cruz wasn't as uh, you know he didn't have to face the number one defensive backs and stuff in the league so you know, He didn't have to get the double coverage, and maybe that's what gave him some open field and, and allowed him to put up the stats he did. So he does have that going for him, but he does have all of these injuries that he's got to overcome. Now, obviously, if he was put on the pup list to start the year and had to miss the first six games, well, obviously, he won't even come close to wide receiver two numbers. But he could be a nice little sleeper. I mean, if he's healthy and he's determined to get back on the field with Odell Beckham across from him and that offense that they run, like they like to throw the ball, he does have the potential to put up some nice numbers. Maybe he could be a low end wide receiver too for you. Maybe you could make the you know twentieth ranked overall if he played all sixteen. And I think he'd be a great value on your auction day because no one's gonna be spending too much money on him. So Yeah. Yeah. By the time Camp rolls around, will he be in the talk? Could be. And will he be there? Well I you don't, don't think so. I have my doubts. But he he does the best thing he has there is Odell Beckham because Odell is going to get all the attention. Of course, he could get a large lump of the targets as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Which, right. Get <could> hurt. So. <laughs>
0: okay, let's uh, go on to the next uh, next headline here. Dwayne Bowe plans to fill the Josh Gordon uh, fill Josh Gordon's shoes. So he says when Josh was here, he was a touchdown man, and I'm here to fill his shoes. That's what Bo told. Um, uh, told a media group during mini camps, it's my job to do that on the offense, and I believe I can do it. And we know that he hasn't gotten to the end zone much with uh, Kansas City, especially in the last few years. Uh, I love that he blames that uh, partially on the quarterback um, and the Chiefs' offense, not his, uh, you know, poor route running and. Inability to game separation on corners, but he uh, blames it on everybody else, which is what, something I always look for in a superstar. And uh, I do like that he is excited to play with a bigger quarterback, Josh McCowan. So I think that's exciting for him to say, too, that he's excited about Josh McCowan. Uh, anyways, so then buy or sell. Dwayne Bow hits paydirt five times this season.
1: I'm going to sell. Uh, I know I've... Because he's going
0: to have t- more than five?
1: No. Oh. <laughs> oh, that would have been the best little slow slow roll right there. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, I've I've mentioned Bo as maybe a guy you want to grab really late in your draft for a buck. Uh, I, I don't necessarily... I'm not backing away from that. I, I just don't think you can expect big production if you get him. You know, you're taking him late for a dollar. You're hoping maybe he... You know, maybe he hits five touchdowns. That would be his max, I think. Um, You know, maybe he gets around 800 yards receiving maximum. That's his ceiling. Um, But for a guy that you can get as a buck that's maybe your wide receiver five, that's not awful. Um, But, I mean, you look at the Cleveland offense last year. They had 12 passing touchdowns the whole season. Uh, Is McCown that much better? Um, I don't think so. I mean, he put up some decent numbers when he was in Chicago, but he also had Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall there. So definitely, sorry, Dwayne Bo, you're not those guys. But yeah. um, so I, I just can't see, I can't see tons more passing touchdowns. You know, maybe fifteen. Does that mean that Bo is going to be responsible for a third of that? I, I, or more? I can't see it happening. So yeah, I'm selling that. Um, just you know, don't buy him as your wide receiver three.
0: Okay. All right, uh, so that's a little bit of news, uh, a few things to to consider, most notably the Antonio Gates news. Um, Let's move on, guys. It's been a a, a hectic couple of days for us, in particular you guys, running um, the discussion group here on the Scott Fish Bowl. So let's take a look at the uh, Scott Fish Bowl 360. If you want to follow what's going on in the Scott Fish Bowl, you can by following the hashtag SFB360. Um, I know we're pretty excited about uh, the 12 o'clock Eastern, which was um, what it was for me. 12 o'clock Eastern, I think, was the uh, kick- kickoff of the draft um, on Monday. So let's uh, start with you, Blister. Uh, talk to us a little bit how your team's looking this year or so far
2: well yeah so a little bit just give a little bit more background information it's our second year playing in it and we're like I said great thanks to Scott for putting this all together he's got 270 experts from around the fantasy football industry and he's got 90 fans so it's a great opportunity it's kind of fun to you know be up against the guy that uh, you might read read his articles or listen to his pods and stuff like that I mean it's fun for us and we do the same thing and it's, it's fun I'm sure for the fans so great it's a lot of time and effort that goes into that and organizing it all and obviously for my fantasy league uh, for hosting it That's a big big draft to host So those two places obviously deserve a big pat on the back And I thank you And we really moved a lot I've played a lot more in my fantasy league now Than I did say three years yeah. ago We transferred a couple of our leagues over there I'm on several on there now, and uh, you know you get pretty comfortable with the site, and it's a pretty handy site. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on there. So if you're looking at hosting a league, or especially if it's a dynasty or something that you're going to have running for a long time, it's it's a good one to run. But, yeah, the auction. So I I wasn't as thrilled about my pick. I had to pick first <laughs> overall. Yeah. I kind of, a lot of discussion uh,
0: about it. A lot of discussion.
2: A lot of discussion. So I did a lot of mocking on the Draft Pro Wizards' air software, and it was kind of cool because he put in exactly how it's going to roll out, like the positions and stuff like that. But you know that when you get to the real deal with all these experts, that it's not going to roll out the same way. And right. I was really hoping that you know a lot of quarterbacks would go in the first couple of rounds, so that when I made my second and third pick, I would still have a couple stud receivers left waiting for me. And that didn't happen. So my big debate was Antonio Brown who uh, won me a lot of leagues last year, or Adrian Peterson, or, or another maybe potential top running back. And we went back and forth on this quite a bit. And finally, you know, like, listening to uh, Slim, he had kind of looked up the, the point totals from some of these guys. And uh, often the top guys in the league are maybe one quarterback and three or four running backs at the end of the year, guys that are in the top five, and then maybe another quarterback. So typically a wide receiver doesn't make the top, overall scoring and in this league obviously your total wins are important and you got to get a lot of points to get those wins but at the end guys can move on with having a high point total and that'll get you through as you get into the playoff rounds and stuff like that that the high point total total sorry is how you advance. Toidle, <laughs> total total is how you advance so at the end of the day I'm trying to get guys that have the potential to put up big numbers 350 400 points you know so I start off with Adrian Peterson you know, there's a lot of hype there. He's not getting any younger. I hope he holds up. I hope he comes in with the chip on his shoulder, and I hope he runs mad. And I hope he gets a lot more catches than he has in other years as well. In this league, you get a it's a one point PPR, and it's a quarter point per carry. So you know, a guy who's going to touch the ball a lot, you're you're hoping um, a guy like Adrian Peterson. Hopefully, he'll he'll you know push that 400 point total. Ah, no. uh, come back. I was hoping that I'd come back with two big wide receivers, you know, Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, guys like that. The best one left on my board, anyways, was Alshon Jeffrey, so I took him. Um, he had a pretty good year last year. I think he still finished the top 12 receiver in that league. Uh, and then I really wasn't really high on the rest of them, so I took DeMarco to Murray. He was the highest point getter in the league last year. Had uh, 459 points. Highest out of all the players in that league. Now, I know he's going to regress this year, and I know he's not going to have the numbers and probably the touches he did when he was in Dallas, and he's not going to be running behind the same line. But, if the guy still can get me 350 points, that's a pretty solid RB, 2 And I mean, I, I can't believe yep. the... Uh, the lack of love for him. I just, it, I wasn't. I mean, this will be the year. I didn't take him last year because I said he's always hurt, so I, I shied away from him. We wish not burn me. And now uh, this year I do take him, so you know damn well he'll get hurt and he'll burn me back the back years once for not taking him, once for taking him. Uh come back at the four five. I needed the receiver. Uh, The best one out there in my mind, it was a gamble. There's a lot of guys very close, but I took Allen Robinson. I know there's a lot of hype on him right now, and I guess the big question is Bortles, but he will be the number one guy there, and he will get targeted a lot, and he's talented. So if he stays in the field for 16, he could challenge for a wide receiver one category. And then I was flipping Hyman and Han. I mean, it's a two-quarterback league, basically. It's a super flex, and I don't have a quarterback yet, so... I took Joseph Randall instead, <laughs> thinking that, <laughs> that the, he's a guy that if he does run behind DeMarco's line from last year, and all indications are they're not replacing, not looking for any other running back talent, so they have to be happy with him. Uh, run DMC, nobody has confidence in him getting the job. So if he does pan out, there's a guy that could, again, be another running back that could put up 350 to 400 points quite easily as long as he can stay out of jail, stay on the field, and... Um, and do what
0: if, if, if.
2: Marco did. Yeah, I know. So I got a lot of ifs right now on my team, which uh, it's a little scary at this point in time. So I probably won't pick again till maybe tomorrow. I got I'm 22 picks away or 21 picks away from picking again. So uh, there's about 10 quarterbacks only drafted in our league so far, and we're starting early in round five. So I anticipate at least another half dozen going probably before I pick again. So I'll be looking at the. Uh, some low-budget quarterbacks next time around, probably.
0: Well, and I know the discussion has been fast and furious on the app. You guys uh, have been going crazy. Last night I ran to pick up some groceries, but I had the iPad out and the volume up, and the first thing Minnow said when I walked in is they like got 100 texts while you were gone, and the app just going ding, 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 you guys. They're cranking it out hard all day to." Me too, it's good. Anyway, so my are things in your league so far?
1: Hello? Yeah, I broke up there, Bucks. You yeah, sorry.
0: Broke up. Are you there? that's oh, right. I broke up. Sorry, somehow things going in your league?
1: Yeah. Uh, my league, um, interesting to say the least. I, I'll say I started off with my first pick, uh... Pretty happy, and then I went and was pretty sad for about three. And now I feel a little bit better. Maybe um, I I I was went in this draft with every intention to go kind of with an RB zero type strategy. Uh, I liked the teams I was getting. I feel in a format like this, everybody was gonna go for running backs fairly early. When you're going against you know 360 other 359 other people. It's beneficial to be a, play a little bit uh, on the contrarian side, uh, going against the grain a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of talked found myself talked out of it a little bit. I talked myself out of it actually. Um, after the first round as it was getting there, I was picking from the two uh, or the 112 spot. so uh, I knew I was going to take a receiver there. It was just a matter of is it going to be Dez or Demarius, and then I debated about grabbing that other guy uh, with the 201. And when I got to thinking, a lot of running backs went, and I started looking at the numbers. We had a little bit of a wait for one guy, so that kind of was the worst because it made me second guess everything that I kind of wanted to do. And I ended mm-hmm. up taking CJ Anderson, um, which I felt was a reach based on, you know, where his ADP was and where I'd seen him going in mocks. But when I started thinking about the numbers and how much points these running backs can score, I just thought, you know, I I and my team's kind of taken this role afterwards, uh, I need to go for home runs. And to me, C.J. Anderson is a guy who could potentially be in discussion as a top three running back this year. Um I I couldn't get Levian Bell or Adrian Peterson picking in the 112 so yeah. why not take a shot at the 201 Foster is a guy who puts up a lot of points in this format too but I don't I don't like his injury history I thought CJ was uh, a little bit safer in that regard so I rolled the dice and I went with somebody who I think was probably a surprise to a lot of people uh and I'm just trying to hit that home run and then you know I wanted to go loud up on wide receivers. Uh, it kept going running backs. So it came around to the 312. And Emmanuel Sanders was sitting there. And nine times out of ten, I would have taken him, except I already had Demarius Thomas and C.J. Anderson. And I thought, mm-hmm. I'd yeah, be three. insane <laughs> to take another Denver Bronco. So I took Brandon Cooks, who, which I didn't mind in that spot at the time. I think it was maybe a little bit of looked like a reach, but then once more drafts started getting to that spot, it seems like that's a pretty uh, common ADP for him in th- in this pool anyway. Uh, and then I followed up with Julian Edelman, and me and Blister had a decent talk about that last night. And if I didn't, I couldn't take Sanders, and so I settled with Edelman because I one reason was if I'm going to take all these shots. Uh, I would like to have one guy who I think of as being relatively safe.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: Edelman was kind of that guy there. Yeah, I could have went with Allen Robinson or, you know, Andre Johnson maybe. Or the something higher like that Florida, to, right? Who, the Edelman? The Edelman yeah. For, yeah. yeah, and that's kind of what I thought. I mean... Uh, yeah, I'm I'm hoping he gets you know 90 catches. Uh, I could pencil him in for that. And yeah, he might not score me a lot of touchdowns, but he should catch me a lot of balls, and that's okay in a PPR league. Um, so then, again, I had to wait till the 512. That was the 401, and I was on the fence: do I take a running back or do I stick with what I wanted to do? And quarterbacks were moving. I still didn't have one. I ended up taking Travis Kelsey at 512. I wanted to actually take Keenan Allen. He got picked a couple picks before me. So I thought, you know what, I'll take a tight end now and let everyone else figure that out. I didn't want to have to worry about streaming anybody. Uh, and while other people are, are using picks on tight ends, hopefully that pushes some running backs or quarterbacks down to me when I pick again at the 7-8 turn. And so then I went with Martavis Bryant at 6 one because, again, like I said, I, I feel like you got to try for a home run. The guy, yeah. you know... He's. I, I love the fact that he's going to get a ton more reps. Uh, you know, even if he can catch six passes a game, five passes. You know, hopefully there's some of those big ones in there. Uh, you know, and even if he gets me five passes a game, that's fairly consistent at least, and I can live with that. And hopefully there's some of those big ones mixed in, like I said, and and he's you know scoring me some thirty point weeks, which is really going to help me. So, looking forward, uh, I pick in about we're at what the seven oh four now. So I got till the seven twelve. I'm leaning towards. There's been quite a run on quarterbacks, and now it's worked out. I, I think by sticking with the wide receiver strategy, now there's lots of guys that don't have any wide receivers, and they're right. they're they're filling up. Andre Johnson's going. Uh, Macklin, Brandon Marshall, Sammy Watkins. Uh, they've all gone recently. Jarvis Landry just went just now. So these guys are now Mart- or Martellus Bennett. They're, they're taking these pass catchers that I already have so now it's pushing all these running backs hopefully down so even if I want to go quarterback quarterback now I might even want to wait till rounds 9 and 10 to take running backs and just load up on some PPR backs Um so I'm going to see here what happens. I, I I got a feeling I'll take a quarterback because it's starting to get pretty slim pickings. And maybe I will take a running back or, you know what, Deshaun Jackson's still sitting there as a receiver. I might just say, you know what, I want five receivers. Or if Marcus Colston's sitting there and take him. And then I'm set at wide receiver f- probably for the rest of this draft pretty much until right. near the end when I'm just taking absolute flyers on guys. And hopefully I can rattle off four or five straight running back picks in a couple rounds.
0: Well, you guys are much further along than I am. Uh, I'm in the uh, Step Brothers conference in the Catalina Wine Mixer League. Uh, Love the name. Personally <laughs> enjoy it, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we, waited, um, we waited at no time. It took 50 seconds for the first pick to come in was Andrew Luck, and then four hours later for the uh, 102 to come in. <laughs> so we're... We're, we're not even at the uh, in the fourth round yet, but it, I was picking out of the 105, and my whole plan I was going to go top-end receiver here. I really like the stuff that um, John Paulson was talking about, with uh, and you guys talked about a, on uh, on the chat too. Just that idea of the the top two running backs tend to finish consistently high. And then after that, there's quite a bit of a drop-off, but the the top, there's a, there's a wider range of wide receivers that finish high. So I thought at 105, I'd be able to get someone as a big receiver, and I wasn't going to find a running back there. Uh, AP drops to me at 105, so my strategy goes out the window. And uh, now I'm thinking I'm going to take a top running back and a top receiver and see what I can do. And hopefully some quarterbacks will mix in there and push some things down to me as well. So I got AP at 105. Um, coming back, we had it at the, at the 208. I saw Kelvin Johnson dropping to me. He was still on the board. He was still on the board. He was still on the board. I started talking with the boys, like, what do you think about Mega at this pick? And uh, uh, sure enough, he gets sniped on me at the 207. So uh, now I'm scrambling. So I take AJ Green because I wanted a, a big name wide receiver there at 208. And then uh, coming back to the 3.05, I wanted to stay with receivers. I want to go on a receiver run here. So we had a little bit of discussion. I was looking at DeAndre Hopkins, looking at Brandon Cooks. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders was in the mix. I He's even thinking it might be a reach, but Jordan Matthews, I kind of like his upside this year. Um, but after discussing with the boys and going through five or six different uh, different resources to look, I decided to go with DeAndre Hopkins there at the 305 and uh, we're currently stalled at uh, 312 so we're waiting on the guy who's on the turn Uh, I'll call him out that well I won't call him out but he uh, he he made a pick in the first round at the uh, 112 and then waited three hours for his second pick in a row Uh, so hopefully we don't see that coming around this time he doesn't listen to the pod I'm sure so we're fine Bristol, uh, I always actually sorry, of quick, just because we got time. I guess we can talk about our fan too. Derek Myers is in our, in our pool, and he was picking out the 108. So I've been talking to him a little bit on Twitter here, and uh, I kind of like where he's been going so far. Uh, at the 108, he took Julio Jones, and then where is he? At the 205, he took Marshawn Lynch. So he's kind of we were debating is Julio and Beast Mode a better match or better pair than AP and AJ. So there was some good discussion there. Um, As we move on, Derek Myers at the 308 takes Brandon Cooks. Of course, I was hoping he might come back to me in the fourth round and he didn't. So um, now we're sitting there waiting. So uh, I kind of like where he's gone so far. He has uh, Cooks and Julio Jones and Marshawn Lynch
2: Frozen. Uh oh. You froze up, Uncle Buckets.
0: Like, um, oh, there you are. other names that we're drafting. For, uh... wrong. I froze up. Am i still
2: there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You're there now.
0: Um,
1: Sorry, you are well, just talking about Brandon Cooks and yeah, I'll,
0: okay. uh Yeah, go. Cool. Oh, wow, I did. I did freeze up. Okay, well, anyways, I'll just stop there. Brandon Cooks, there. Blister, I was going to ask you, who are some of the uh, uh, the people in your league some of the experts, and what are maybe some of the picks that uh, you saw come up that surprised you?
2: Well, let me go through that real quick. Uh, I just think it's
0: interesting for the for the listeners. You know, they're like us. Like, I mean, we listen to lots of other pods and read other articles, too, mm-hmm. so it may be interesting to hear um, who you're... You know, you had the Magic Man last year.
2: I did. Uh, well, I have... Uh... From draft breakdown, option route, Ryan Dukarm, Dukarm um, Dynasty Football Warehouse, Matt Young. He took Julio Jones fifth overall, which, I mean, I like I like Julio, but there was a lot of drafts. I was surprised how really Julio was going. He went fourth in FF, line, yeah. Yeah. Your FF coach, Peyton he Garrett. Nice. Uh, Scout from Scout, Liz Loza. Draft Sharks, Kevin English, Dynasty League Football, Ken Moody. And Dynasty Nerds, Rich Dotson. I actually oh, have a pod today. Johnson. Hey, Rich. And I'm sure he doesn't listen to ours. But uh, <laughs> I got a good pod there. And uh, I wanted to snipe CJ Spiller on him today because I know he likes him. I'd be shocked if uh, CJ Spiller gets back to him in the fifth round here if he doesn't take him. So I'm sure he will. I just kind of want to take him for that reason. Um, so those <laughs> guys are in my league. But I All guess, right. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. It's something about you. Who are some of the guys in your league?
1: Uh, Melvin Gordon went as the RB thirteen, which I was a little surprised about. Hmm. Uh, and again, Julio Jones, he was the wide. He was the first wide receiver off the board. In my pool. Uh, went fourth first? overall. Really?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I went Jamal Charles, Levy, and Bell, AP, and then Julio. Um, which hmm. you know, tough to pass on Antonio or Dez or Demarius And one thing that jumps out to me in this format is the sick value that you get near the end of you know the second round kind of thing you know if you're picking say 210 so if you pick 103 and then come back at 210 you often got a shot at you know AJ Green or Elshon Jeffrey in the second round or even Odell Beckham he went to uh he, what did he end up going here he was the wide receiver six taken he was 207 so, I mean, oh yeah! Almost no had kidding. Shot, he like, was
0: 111 for
1: us. It's just, uh, yeah, it's like I just love the values that you see in that, in that end of that second round. Um,
0: so who but, are some of the drafters in your in your pool? Oh,
1: the guys, sorry. That's uh, okay. That's what no, we're talking about. We got uh, Don Davenport from the Fake Pigskin, uh, Kevin O'Brien from the Fake Football. We've been actually talking quite a bit on Twitter. It's been fun. Uh, Jay Myers from Dynasty Football Warehouse uh, Russell Clay from the DLF uh, So it's been good A cu- couple fans um, What do we got, one, two, three Three fans So yeah, it's been fun uh, And it's been pretty good uh, Minus a couple stall outs But it hasn't been that bad, quite honestly Like I said, we're at 7.05 now So it's it's uh, not been bad
0: It's moving right along I mean, yeah. I'm still working on my MFL 10 uh, that I started feels like two weeks ago. I think we're in round 17. I still have three rounds to go. It's been dragging, but uh, um, it, what's that?
1: Those kind of do.
0: Yeah. Well, lots of guys just timed out, and then a defense and yeah. time out and get a defense. That's so it. Yeah. I don't know why you don't pre like, especially in those later rounds, just preset, preset. But um, yeah. anyways, I was going to uh, say in my pool, I've got uh, from. Scout Fantasy, the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. Uh, I have three fans in mine as well. Roto Curve, I have Josh uh, Cole, Cole cheese let's say, sure. I got the Fantasy Coach, Dennis Eiser. Um, I also have John oh, Collins. Monster. Yeah? I got uh, from Fantasy Football, sorry, from the Fantasy Sports Lockroom, John Collins. And I have our fan, Derek Myers. I have Michael Ver, um Del Verde from the RLF Red Zone. I have ESPN, Roto World, PFF, and TFF. I'm not sure what TFF is, but Renee Miller. And then the guy who's on the clock right now is uh, Dave Major from XN Sports. And uh, to round out my league, I have the host from Dynasty League Football, Scotty Fish, is uh,
1: is also in our pool. I was actually going to tweet that because you guys were so slow for a while. that. (laughs) I was going to say, that's like, uh, you know, using the boss's computer and leaving the porn on. If he's in your pool and you're still being <laughs> really slow, like, come on, man, you're going to get booted right out. It's right he's under been his good.
0: Nose. He's been good. It's been taking seven minutes for him to uh, to get his picks hey, in. But...
1: I was actually going to tweet this pick. Still under a minute. That's my average draft time, less than a minute.
0: Oh, yeah? Nice.
1: That was me. That, that was me cool last year.
0: Have you been uh-huh. doing uh, like pre-setting your picks, or just yeah. being on the ball? Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: No. Okay. Well, I've been on the ball too, but I've been pre-setting as well.
0: Well, like and I—I you
1: know, I, I can't.
0: Co- I—I I mean, mean, I can't complain see. too much about time because I'm sitting in the middle of class, and for me to take my phone out with all like the every—it's a small class. Like all of a sudden, I'm going to get busted hard. I was looking at it during one break, really quick, and Minnow was texting me, "Hey." Who you picking? You <laughs> knew exactly what I was doing, so um, it's good. Uh, well, I was gonna say just some different things in my in my pool here. Like Andrew Luck came off the board at the 101, Le'Veon Bell 102, Des Bryant at three, uh, Antonio Brown doesn't come off till four. I sneak in and get Adrian Peterson at five, um, Aaron Rodgers at nine, uh, Russell Wilson at the. 201, so three quarterbacks already in the first 13 picks. Mm-hmm. Which enforces forces a guy like Demaryius Thomas down to the 112.
1: Oh, so I thought it. that was kind of. Really? Yeah. That's where I got him, too, 112. But uh, soon as soon our league. Like, oh, yeah. As. Whatever.
0: yeah. And then I just thought some reaches of guys looking for RBs. Like, I thought a couple of reaches. Um, Forsat th- at 302. Uh, Carlos Hyde at 303. I just feel like. I don't know why you, you wouldn't just jump on a wide receiver there and let those guys sit. Like I just don't think that. I just it felt kind of early for you, Melvin Gordon at three oh seven, Alfred Morris at three eleven,
2: T.J. Elvin four oh nine. I it's thought that was a running good. back,
1: a lure. Premium. The yeah, yeah I get it. Point. It is. I mean, that's it. There's a quarter point rushing now. Um, I saw it with guys, you know. The guy that drafted Andrew Luck was probably stoked about that. The guy that drafted Russell Wilson was probably pumped about that quarter point. Uh, even the Cam Newton owner and Aaron Rodgers even—they're gonna get you some rushing points actually. So, yeah, I, I'm not surprised at these running backs.
0: Well, what do you guys went, think though? This, I but. I don't know. Is it just me or is Le'Veon Bell still going too high?
1: Well, he's missing I, games. Like, you take him
0: at the one hundred one, one hundred two. If he's no, going to be suspended, I don't. I don't.
1: The thing is, like, if I picked up there, there's no way I would take him, uh, because a few, I know he's missing games, and I get that anyone can miss games, but that's like, uh, you know, giving you a head start in a race. I'm knowingly giving you <laughs> three games head start on me, and uh, I mean, especially in this pool where you got to get in. You know, the the playoffs can be a little bit longer. I mean, it's going to be tight. If I'm giving up, you know, this elite production, and I get it on a per-game basis when he's in there, he's right up there with anybody, but he's not going to be... Well, especially
0: in the scoring format, right? PPR, quarter point, rush, like it's... If
1: I need eight wins to get in the playoffs... I'm giving up three of those games. That's a considerable percentage of uh, opportunities that I'm just kind of throwing out the window. So if I'm picking at 102 or even 105, i I got to go somewhere else, I think. I mean, yeah, Eddie Lacy could get hurt or AP could get hurt, but they're not right now. I know that they're they're, playing 16 right now, and that can change, but... uh, that's all you can do. I, I believe me. I love Levy and Bell, but I just, you know, I just have a hard time taking him that early, uh, knowing that he's missing time when I know there's lots of other guys that aren't. So
0: yeah, Blister, what do you think? Like right now, I just looked at the uh, average ADP for all conferences. He's his ADP is 3.8, and he's ranked number two overall um, as far as the ADP goes. Like, what do you think? Is that too high? I know it's snake. I hate talking about it, but. Anyways.
2: Yeah, our our auction forte is taken a well. You know what? We're just well-rounded, right? We it do. Does a lot yeah, yeah. So, it does of stuff every year. I don't know, but I
0: I just think to myself, like if it if it's an auction, I'm am I spending Mm-mm. sixty-five dollars on levy on Bell?
2: Well, I I don't think so. I mean, I can't. I was just trying to look it up, so I wasn't telling a fib here, but. I know that your wins count for a lot, right? So you get eight wins and you can be in the playoffs. I think this year this year guaranteed. Yeah,
0: I think that was right.
2: Um, so if you know you gotta hope to win at least one, probably of those games or two that Levion is out. That's a tough task to do when you're taking them that early. There's so many guys that you could. He's your top player. Yeah, should be producing for you those first three weeks, and he's not. He's your best guy. He's sitting on the bench. Then the other thing is once you get into well you got to get the wins to get in if that takes you out. I mean, if you do make it in in the playoffs, you know, there's a lot of... I think you go up and the top point getters move on, the top point getters move on. Um, that's how in 360 teams, you can't have a head-to-head. It'd take you forever, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't get in, I, don't, I mean, you're, you're giving up on some points potentially as well just to get in. I mean, there's... I can't remember. I, I wish I had it in front of me, but I thought it was like... Top one, two, and three, or whatever, and top point getter outside of that made the playoffs. Something like that. Maybe it's different. It is something I thought too. Something like that, right? So if you don't win enough, and if you if you lose out on his points for three weeks plus his bye, yeah, that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points you could be leaving on the board. And I don't know. That's why I wouldn't have been. I love Le'Veon Bell. No, jam you're wrong. But I just yeah, it's tough to take him that early on. That's for sure. Well, and and that's and just pretty, where
1: I was going. But... No, it's. I was yeah. actually thinking about this uh, before we got on the air. When I was sitting there typing a the script, and it's funny you brought it up because, but that's the beauty of an auction, though. I mean, mm-hmm. the thing is, you can still get Levy in, in an auction uh, because you can get him for the right price. You'll never get him in a snake draft, especially in a snake draft of this format, uh, where he probably should go. I mean. For me, in the in the fishbowl, I probably wouldn't take him until the top of the second.
0: Yeah, so I, I was thinking like two, one, or two. I would have or to something, think yeah.
1: about it probably. Um, but I'm not taking him over, you know, probably six running backs just because. And hey, there's a chance that he could still outscore a lot of those guys. Hell, hell, maybe all of them. Maybe he could. But the odds aren't there right now. Uh, and I got to take what I know at the moment. But in an auction, I mean, if he's there at forty dollars. Okay, or say the top guys go for over 60 and you he's sitting there at 45, yeah, you probably bid on him because he's going for maybe roughly you know RB7 prices and that could very well be a good spot for him to finish and he could very well even outproduce that. So that is, to me, a value in the auction and that's what I like about auction is it doesn't matter uh, who the guy is or what his situation is, there is a price for this guy and... Uh, and it, it's always gettable. And you can always pull yourself out and say, hey, all right, I'm done. Someone else can take them. It's hard to do that in a snake. I mean, they're, they're, they're ADP, and that's where they're going to go t- typically.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's just interesting to look at it in that regards. I just felt like, wow, it's so high. And now that I look at that overall ADP, I mean, he's the second guy off the board on average.
1: Yeah, but you and, know, look at that ADP. Look, There's no consensus Everybody is about 3.5, right? Who is the...
0: Well, 3.6 for Andrew Luck, 3.8 for Le'Veon Bell, 4.2 for sure. um, and- Antonio Brown, three four uh, 4.3 for AP, and then it's in the 5s, the 6s, the 8s, the 10s.
1: Yeah, but tell me any other draft where you see an ADP, the top guy's an ADP of 3.6. Yeah,
0: no, that's-, that's true, I guess.
1: I mean, usually there's someone who's clear-cut one, kind of clear-cut but two. But this is 300,
0: 360 guys, too. Like, this is a big sample size.
1: Sure, but I bet you if you go to Fantasy Pros where there's thousands of sample size and just look at their ADP, there's probably somebody who's, you know, whether it's Jamal Charles or whatever. It just I thought it was funny because... It showed, and it's the format too, quarterback, scorer, yeah. a lot in this. So Andrew Luck would probably never go first in any other forms, but he's in the mix here. Uh, right. You know, look at the first three guys. It's a quarterback, running back, and wide receiver as the top three guys in terms of ADP. So it's kind of interesting how that, I just thought, like, there was no consensus really. Every pool, somebody was getting taken different in the top three, which
0: well, yeah, was kind of interesting. That's right. I think it's interesting here, too, I'm looking down at quarterbacks. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, his ADP is 34.6, which is uh, um, ahead of Matt Ryan and just behind Peyton Manning, like, I mean, with standard deviation. that's You might as well call it tied, um, yeah. which I think is interesting that Big Ben would be taken so early there, too. I mean, I know it's a two-quarterback, but at uh, the, at 34, let's wow. see, I mean, that's not I even three rounds ahead. in.
1: I can live with him ahead of Matt Ryan, but I'd tough to take him ahead of Peyton, but whatever.
0: Uh, and you look late. I mean, even Eli, he's at 50. Tom Brady at 52. I mean, why wouldn't you sit on, Brady. like, there, here's a good combo right here. at 65-66, Teddy Bridgewater, Colin Kaepernick. Andy Dalton at 69. Carson Palmer, 71.
1: This is one thing I hate about snake I don't know my 12 times table's good enough, <laughs> I, know.
0: enough. I find it actually works pretty good that way to teach know. you the 12 times I'm gonna bring that into in my stem position next year there you go. we're doing a adp lesson. <laughs> hey we did fantasy hockey this year
2: uh, you could do a surface area to stain a big deck
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's full circle blister <laughs> Uh, actually, you know what? Dude? I know we had a lot of other stuff on the script, guys, but we're over an hour already. And just so you guys know, I keep us on track. You guys were like an hour 17 last week, and just saying, normally what we're an hour four to an hour. I didn't six, keep so. track.
1: That was where my experience showed. I, <laughs> didn't
0: I, I did laugh track. at that. I said it out loud to my wife when we were driving, and she uh, she says, "What go."
2: No, finish your... Co- I want to mention one other league that people may want to think about.
0: Oh, yeah, no, okay. Well, I was just going to say that. I was just making... I made a joke. Oh, Slim went over time, and she's like, I don't care. And so I just didn't talk to her anymore. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> I'm I was sleep. laughing out loud. I uh, well, I was I, I was listening with one headphone in while I was driving, and I was like, man, oh, they're, they're doing such a good job. Oh, that was just a great point. And then I'm laughing. I'm like, oh, they're making fun of me right now. And all those types of... Uh, um things and oh yeah there's another joke pointed at me and uh, and she's like I don't care <laughs> I'm like okay well then I just will make comments to myself. Anyways bro, so go with yourself. the other league.
2: Yeah. Well I I've in another league called auction kings and uh they're still looking for people. What the idea here is and I won't give you all the details right now, but if this sounds like something you know, any any of our listeners might be interested in, um they're gonna have like Something like the Fishbowl, but it's going to be an auction. But there's going to be twelve separate, uh, sorry, eight separate twelve-team leagues, and you'll have an auction just within your twelve-team league. Probably set that up for August sometime. And obviously, there's a lot of spots left to fill. Um, there's roughly you know half of each, roughly half of each league is full at this time. The cost is only it's he wants to have a two-year commitment, and it's basically a hundred two dollars, but it's fifty fifty-one dollars and change per year because it's just over 102. So I mean the cost isn't out of this world. There's prize money I think first, second and third each year, but a portion of all from all the leagues money goes towards an overall grand prize winner after two years and you you're going know, to it's a redraft so you'll auction this year, next year you'll auction again, but your point totals from this year and your point totals from next year go towards this overall super champ. And so there's okay. a big prize of roughly 2 grand for that. So there's good prize money in it. Um, How do they get
0: more information, Blister? How do they get more information? I don't
2: know. They can tweet me for. I asked the for <laughs> uh, I asked the. Uh, I just want to see if I can pull it up again. Again, email to commission. I sent him an email tonight, and he hasn't heard back from him. Um, his name's Dan. I'll just say that for now. I wasn't sure if he wanted me to give out his email on the air, or if uh, you know, if people were interested, maybe first of all, tweet me. I can then hook them up with uh, with Dan. Um, and then we can go from there. So tweet me at MrBlister, M-R-B-L-I-S-T-R, if you want any more information. Uh, like I said, it's a, it's a neat set- setup. It's a two-year commitment, 102 bucks, and uh, there's prize money. I think it's for second and third. Uh, and all the scoring and all the rules and everything, it's an auction draft. But if you want all that information instead of me talking about it for hours and hours and hours, hit me up. I'll send you the information, and hopefully you can join up. I know myself and my next-door neighbor, Johnny, are in it already. So... And uh, Jared there Hines, fantasy sports for you. He's in there, and yeah, uh, should be a lot of fun. Looks like a lot of fun. I only, I, we get a lot of offers to go in different leagues, and uh, this one tweaked my interest because it was an auction, and uh, you know, I like the looks of it. It's something a little bit different than the normal ones that we're in. So, hit me up at Mister Blister, and I'll get you the details if you're interested in it.
0: And I mean, you can just, you can probably just fire it off to add fantasy auction as well, and they will send it yeah. over to blister that way too, yep, um, sure. as a, as an easy little way because someone will misspell blister, and, and yeah. we did that all wrong when we first set it up. So <laughs> I put two T's in Uncle Buckets. It makes no sense. And we made sure you had no uh, no E in Mr. Blister, so it makes no sense right. to people. So we didn't set that up uh, years ago when we thought that this would absolutely go nowhere. So uh, <laughs> I'm pretty happy about that it went somewhere. Speaking of going somewhere, I just want to give a shout-out, because I got a I tweet... Uh, earlier today from uh, Dakota at 381 Dakota he just uh, just because we hear it sometimes it's nice to shout him out I uh, just found the podcast yesterday he says and he's been going through the old shows and he says nice work with an exclamation point so they, you know someone taking time out to actually tweet us and tell us we're doing a good job I love it don't be afraid to head on over to iTunes and subscribe there leave a little comment on there as well if you want to support the podcast that's a a great way of doing it. it helps move up the rankings and helps spread the auction love. Uh, if you want more information like we're doing right here on uh, the podcast, if you want to take a look at auction values, we've got them deep this year. Um, we're going to be getting into the uh, the um, you know RB100 and wide receiver 100 as far as auction values, or if you want auction-specific articles and all those types of things, Head on over to the website, vfantasyfootballauction.com. We've got the membership site rolling. And uh, I really wanted to take a whole pod, guys, just to rip the magazine that I bought because it w- I couldn't believe how atrocious it was, um, not only just in information that was in it in general. I felt I might as well have taken a $10 bill, wiped my arse with it, and thrown it out the window. Um, really, really, um, it was unbelievable. But the auction values in there, it was disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I think they had, uh, um, uh, So I think I texted you on this stuff, or maybe we did it on, yeah. on, the, on the app. But it was like uh, $38 for um, Matt Forte, and Matt Forte is the number one RB ranked, and uh, his uh, AAV, they actually listed it as an AAV, which I think, how is it an average auction value when you wrote it in May? So how is there any average auction value there is uh, $38 for the top running back overall. Really? (laughs)
1: $200
0: budget? Yeah, $200 budget. It has an asterisk on the bottom and says that. And I mean, I don't want to call out major news organizations who are getting into fantasy and have their own daily fantasy um, uh, websites now, uh, you know, and their major news channel and newspaper and all those things, but uh, that's who wrote the magazine in uh, USA Today, and uh, it, was, it was appalling. The, the only thing that had to do with auction were the auction values, and they could not be more off, but I'll just stop. So again, I just I, again I looked at my wife and I said, why wouldn't you buy a subscription to our website? It makes no sense. This, this magazine I should, could bring to the outhouse and just drop in the hole. That's how much use it is for me. And uh, she said, "I don't care." So um, no, I she can't. didn't. I just no, she didn't. Oh, no, but I just cold. think it's a good line. It's cold a good line. To say. Oh, nice! Oh, my, an MFL ten oh, pick just came in. Like I that. thought it would. <laughs> I know. I wish I could drop all this stuff right now, but I can't. Terrence West. Just so you know, we just we're in at the nineteen oh five at uh, my MFL ten. Terrence West just came off the board. Um, is that Oof. good? That's late. That's,
2: that's pretty late. Try as
0: good as
2: you'll get.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> at 1905. Okay, guys, uh, so we've been on for uh, a long time here. Uh, I, I'm going to apologize at the back end here for not having any sound effects. Uh, there's a couple of you guys on iTunes who say you hate the sound effects. Well, there you go. Um, and uh, But I'm at the dorm, and I don't have my regular computer. Leave it at that. So, uh, guys, um, I don't know. Maybe I'll see you you on the weekend. I'll probably be doing homework. There's our sound effects. Uh, (laughs) Cold-blooded. I did like that drop. It would have been a perfect drop. What did the five fingers say to the face? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, anyways, for the rest of you, I'll see you when it's springtime in the Rockies.